Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you the weekend, the Sunday, late Sunday night, if you're watching this live. So thank you very much for doing that. But coming at you, you know, NFL Draft over. 2023 NFL Draft, the Gators six picks, but only one in the first round. That is quarterback Anthony Richardson. But let's peek ahead. Let's go a year away from now. Anthony Richardson in 2023, do the Gators even have? A player that's worthy of a first-round pick in the 2024 NFL Draft? We'll break it down a little bit right here on Gators Breakdown. And plus, some uh, a target out there I brought to you guys a little over a week ago. Josh Simmons, offensive lineman from San Diego State, commits to Ohio State. So Gators losing offensive lineman target. We'll get into a little bit more details on that, some you know portal news uh, to go along with this NFL Draft Talk Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're watching this, as I said, late right here on a Sunday night. I wanted to get this out there for all the drive time people on a Monday morning. So recording late on a Sunday. Hopefully, if you're driving around on Monday morning, you got this episode waiting on you. But if you are watching this live, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're watching the replay, hit that like button. Subscribe to Gators Breakdown if you haven't done so yet. Of course, you can leave a donation right there on YouTube as well. Get that super chat. You know, all these pertinent comments. Um, clean comments, of course, as well. At the same time, I'll sit there and share them uh, right here on the YouTube version. Leave a comment. I'm sure uh, you got some thoughts out there of who you think might could be a first-round NFL pick for the Gators next year in that 2024 NFL draft. All this, all your support helps Gators Breakdown grow. Also, on the Gators Breakdown Plus side as well, all that comment, a lot of conversation going on there now about uh, Portal, uh, of course, recruiting. That never slows down. But also, just general conversation, if you want to talk with some Gator fans, the Gator Breakdown Plus Discord is a great place to do so. All right, so let's get it going. Portal news. As I mentioned, Josh Simmons, a 6'6", 305-pound offensive lineman from San Diego State, commits to Ohio State. Kind of a surprise. And uh, look, was supposed to visit Gainesville next week, but that visit's no longer going to happen. He visited Oklahoma before, visited Ohio State. Never even going to make it to the trip to Gainesville as he commits to Ohio State. And this one looked really good uh, when he put his name into the portal. Of course, you know, asking around, I put his name out there. I wasn't the only one. You know, Jacob Rudner, 24-7, Swamp 24-7, put it out there first that you know he was going to visit, and everything looked good for Florida. But... Not going to happen. And this is on the heels. I, I didn't come back and, and go on this, but the North Texas tight end that I brought up too, Varquise Gums, committed to Arkansas last week after his visit there. So, you know, it begs the question, and, you know, why is Florida waiting for all these portal visits till after the window closes? You know, you have these, had these two weeks here for players to put their name into the portal, but Florida's plan was, to wait till after all that and then bring them in for visits. So you allow visits for these players to go to other schools and these other schools have wrapped them up. They've not let these players leave campus before committing. Gums last week committed to Arkansas. His only visit, boom, committed. Simmons now, as I said, two visits. Had Florida set up for next week. 
but commits to Ohio State. So, you know, this whole process for Florida that has been kept quiet on purpose you know, after last season, the other programs keying in on UF targets, and you know, that, that hurt Florida a bit. Yeah, but this now slow approach in, in, in scheduling visits has kind of come back to bite Florida a bit. Not scheduling visits until this portal window is closed. And look, is that part of it, you know, to keep current players from transferring? Okay, well, I mean, they want to transfer. They probably haven't contributed a whole lot or feel like the, they aren't going to contribute. I mean, I understand the culture and you want to build the locker room the right way and all that, but you know, there's just been no sense of urgency about how the uh, staff goes about the portal. And that's not to say there haven't been good portal acquisitions. There absolutely have, but there could have been more. And especially for this one that, you know, this second portal window where I think you're looking for guys who can come contribute to this 2023 season a bit more. And there have been good portal grabs for Florida. That's not what I'm saying. It's just there could have been more. And now these visits have taken places and Florida's not even getting a chance to visit, show off Florida, show off what you're building here. You know, and you know, granted, don't get me wrong. Every portal target that we as fans are interested in, you know, doesn't necessarily mean the staff is, but I can tell you, we know Simmons was, they had a visit schedule written. And I, I like what Florida did somewhat at, along the offensive line, but we got to figure out what Mazuka's going to do. Hopefully he comes back healthy in the fall. Keontae Goodwin there at the uh, right tackle spot for the Gators. Damian George probably now that guard spot. But there's a lot of questions on that right side. And Simmons could have come in and, and help solidify some depth and help with the competition there, especially with George right there at the right guard spot. And we know Florida wanted him. They had a visit scheduled with him. So, you know, there's been good acquisitions. And look, Florida will get more good transfer guys, but there could have been more. Now, so you know, some of these recent players that put their names out there, R.J. Moten being one of them, I know he's kind of been uh, the, the interest in him from the fan base is there. We'll see what happens from Florida's end to Michigan safety. You know, we'll see where that goes. But, you know, there's been some recent players I think Florida will be in on, especially now that they are hosting players. The window, the transfer window that to announce has been, is closing here. You know, we're right here late on a Sunday now. I believe they have 12 till 12.01 or something like that to, to, to put their name in. So as we're recording, they got about two hours before they can put their name in. But I'd, I'd like to think Florida would sit in better position with portal targets, par, portal acquisitions, had they not slow played. So, there we go. That's kind of the recent portal news right there for the Gators. Two targets, one last week with Varquise Gums, the tight end from North Texas. Set all kind of records there. Visits Arkansas, commits. Josh Simmons, visits Oklahoma, visits Ohio State, commits to Ohio State. A week before he's supposed to take his visit to Florida. So we'll see. I, I'm sure there'll be a lot of news. I mean, as a, this two-week portal window, remember, this was to announce their intentions to put their name into the transfer portal. They still have some time to decide where they want to go. All right, so let's go to some draft talk. 2023 NFL draft started Thursday night, of course. 
Everybody hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. Also on Gators Breakdown Plus, if you want those commercial-free versions of Gators Breakdown for the podcast version, you can become a Gators Breakdown Plus member. But NFL draft, of course, Gators with six picks for the NFL draft. Of course, Anthony Richardson, the headliner. We knew he was going to go in the first round. We knew he was going to go early. There was some question how early. But after some trades and movement along, you know, throughout the months and the weeks and the night of the NFL draft, Anthony Richardson goes fourth overall to the Indianapolis Colts. Third quarterback taken <laughs> in the NFL draft there. Gators, second pick, comes on the second day of the draft, 53rd overall, and it was not Osiris Torrance going second behind Anthony Richardson. It was actually one Jervon Dexter going 53rd overall to the Chicago Bears in the second round. Then Osiris Torrance gets picked up by the Buffalo Bills, 59th overall in the second round. Then we go to day three. Local Jacksonville Jaguars select Ventrell Miller, so it'll be nice to keep up with his career here locally. He was the 121st overall pick right there in the fourth round. Another pick by the Buffalo Bills, wide receiver Justin Shorter goes 150th overall. He was drafted in the fifth round. And then one, you know, kind of sentimental to me, uh, Amari Bernie. Uh, He was the first recruit player that I've ever had here on Gators Breakdown. Gets drafted in the sixth round by the Las Vegas Vegas Raiders. Uh, And, you know, just... We thought, you know, when he was going to be recruited, he'd be a safety and you know, maybe, maybe a, a nickel, uh, you know, a star position at some point, you know, given his athleticism, but grew into a linebacker. They developed in the last staff, developed him into a linebacker. Current staff keeps him there and he makes a huge jump in his senior season, enough to get drafted in the NFL by the Las Vegas Raiders. So good there for Amari Bernie. You know, Richard Garage did not get drafted. Signed as a free agent. That was kind of maybe, maybe one surprise there. He could have came back this year <laughs> for Florida. Remember that. Uh, Britton Cox goes undrafted there for the Gators as well. But there's just six draftees. Anthony Richardson in the first round. Jervon Dexter in the second. Osiris Torrance in the second. Ventrell Miller in the fourth. Justin Shorter in the fifth. Amari Bernie in the sixth round to give you six Draft picks for your Florida Gators. And a little bit of notes here for the draft and the Gators. Fourth time with six Gators drafted since 1967. Kind of the common era of the draft there. Last time since 1996, so the Gators had six drafted. Program record is 10 in 1978. You thought that would be a little bit more recent, huh? But the program record for the Gators in a draft, 10 in 1978. The Gators, 282 draft pits since 1967. That's 10th most in college football. USC leads the way with 357. But that does lead the SEC since 1967. Common era of the draft. The Gators lead the way with 282 draft picks in the SEC. Since 2000, the turn of the century here, 134 draft picks for the Gators. as fifth most in college football. Ohio State, Ohio State leading the way there with 163. The Gators fourth most, 
fourth most in the SEC. Alabama leads with 154 since 2000. So, of course, it was Anthony Richardson going first in this year's NFL draft in the first round, fourth overall. He was the second player to be drafted number four in the NFL draft. The other was Kyle Pitts in 2021. He was fourth overall to Atlanta. Tied for the second highest Gator draft pick of all time. The highest is number three overall four times for the Gators. The last one being Dante Fowler in 2015 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The others, Gerard Warren in 2001. I believe that was the Cleveland Browns. Wes Chandler in 1978. And then Steve Spurrier in 1967 went third overall as well. So the highest draft pick ever for the Gators, Dante Fowler in 2015, Gerard Warren in 2001, Wes Chandler in 1978, Steve Spurrier in 1967, all three or all four of those went third overall. He was the sixth Florida player to be drafted in the top four is Anthony Richardson, second highest Florida quarterback drafted, and of course the highest being Steve Spurrier right there in 1967. Let's wrap it up with some first-round notes from the NFL draft and the Gators. With Anthony Richardson being drafted in the first round, he's the 55th Gator to be drafted in the first round since 1967. That's second most in the SEC. Alabama leads the way with 69. That's fifth most in college football. Ohio State leads the way with the most first-rounders since 1967 with 77. Anthony Richardson was the fifth Gator quarterback to be drafted in the first round. Tim Tebow, Rex Grossman, John Reeves, Steve Spurrier, and now Anthony Richardson as the fifth quarterback in that group. Tim Tebow in 2010, Rex Grossman in 2003, John Reeves in 72, Steve Spurrier in 67. It's the fourth straight year a Gator has been drafted in the first round. Kyrie Elam in 2022, Kyle Pitts in 21, Kadarius Toney in 21, C.J. Henderson in 2020. The longest streak the Gators have had, six consecutive years of first-round draft picks from 2015 to 2018. That can't be right. The six, six consecutive years from 2015 to 2018. Yeah, that can't be right there. <laughs> they, uh, that's some notes from Florida right there. So, but I'm assuming it would have been 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I have to go back and check that one. But it's the fourth straight year, of course. And that kind of takes us to. Next year, will it be five years? Will it be five years for the Gators to have a first-round pick? I got trouble seeing it right now. I got trouble seeing it. Of seeing a first-round pick for sure next year. I mean, to let you know how much things change, a year ago, you look at mock drafts after the 2022 NFL draft, 
And we saw Anthony Richardson, no surprise there. We kind of knew Anthony Richardson had that potential to be a first-round pick and didn't even have the season most of us thought he would have. And he still went number one or in the first-round pick, in, in the first round. But go back a year ago, I'm sure you guys remember it. I remember seeing mock drafts with Rashad Torrance in the first round. He didn't get drafted. I saw mock drafts with Britton Cox in the first round. He didn't get drafted. Two years ago, I remember seeing mock drafts that had Emory Jones in the first round of mock drafts. So these mock drafts a year before the NFL draft, I mean, uh, big time hit or miss. (laughs) Big, big, big time hit or miss. But I'm sure you guys remember it. I mean, I know we discussed it a little bit here last year. So these mock of course, you know, it's a good barometer, kind of lets us know. And we, we know what kind of where Florida's talent is. But some of these mock drafts are kind of going are going to go into it as well. And you know, I mean, Trey Dean was thought at one time, you know, as a early freshman, you know, okay, looking way down the road. Okay, he might be a first round pick. He was undrafted. So even some of the guys you thought at one point would be potential draft picks, potential first-round draft picks, no, didn't even see it. Florida only had one in Anthony Richardson. I think there was even some talk, Jervon Dexter maybe shooting up that that too, maybe in some mocks or maybe having that potential. Did get drafted in the second round. But with Anthony Richardson, you know, and the Gators now having four years in a row with a first-round draft pick, you know, that takes us to 2024. And can the Gators make it five years in a row? And now, you know, I think you, you look at it and um, this will extend. You know, Matt Baker had a tweet. And he said, you know, 11 teams had at least six picks in the NFL draft. 11 teams had at least six picks. Only one of them finished unranked. That was Florida. He says, what do we make of that? And the first top five quarterback from a losing team in almost 40 years. So what do we make of that? Well, I think we can make a little bit of looking forward a year, looking forward to the 2024 NFL draft. And... Guys, we can't really peg anybody as a first-round draft pick. That's what we can make of it. There's still not a lot of elite top talent on this Florida roster. Now, can some guys have some good years and maybe end up a first-round pick? Sure. But as we sit here a year from next year's NFL draft, and we're being asked, what do we make of a losing record? And what does that mean for the Florida Gators? Well, I I think we need to look forward a year. And that's what it means. There's... We can't peg anybody for a first-round pick next year. Now, I do think you know there, there are targets out there, but I went and looked. Pro Football Focus, the Draft Network, DraftWire, three mock drafts right there. No Florida Gators were mocked for the 2024 NFL draft to go in the first round. Pro Football Focus, the Draft Network, Draft Wire, all three, none of them had a Gator going in the first round. 
And as I said, we looked at it last year, and that doesn't mean they're right. I'm just saying it's kind of a projection, but it kind of does let us know maybe where this roster is, what people think about the roster, and there's not a lot of top-tier talent. But, I mean, we know that. We're not surprised by that. Now, I think we start looking at it, and I think because of a recruiting profile, two years in the system, now maybe Corey Raymond being more involved in the secondary, I think we look at Jason Marshall. And now he was given a late second-round grade from NFL Draft Buzz. They had him the 57th overall pick or 57th overall player for next year's draft and the 11th-ranked cornerback. So what does a good season mean for him? Now, he's got the, he's got the margin here to go have a really good season and can be, especially at the cornerback spot in today's football. Jason Marshall goes out there and has a all-American type year, he'll, he's going to be in the first round next year. He's got the size that they, they covet in the NFL. 2021 freshman saw action in 13 games, played a total of 634 snaps as a true freshman. This is what NFL Draft Buzz had to say about him. Mainly putting out stats here, of course, 17 tackles, three assists, adding three stops in coverage. Marshall Jr. notched up one pass breakup, one interception, and a QB rating when targeted of 59.8. Now, we know he did take a step back last year in a new system, a different system, probably playing a little more off, not as aggressive. That kind of suits his style. Did get better as the year went on. But as a sophomore last year, played in 12 games, 618 snaps, 25 tackles, three assists, two stops. Covered seven pass breakups, one interception, QB rating of 74.7 when targeted. So I think if you are to look forward a year and who can be having their name called in the first round, I think Jason Marshall's because of the being a cornerback spot, given Corey Raymond's reputation of developing those first-round defensive backs back at LSU, Jason Marshall is one you really got to key in on if the Gators are going to have a first-round pick in the 2024 NFL draft. Now, this isn't going to happen, but I do think with Anthony Richardson being there, I think we look at quarterback, and now I'm just, no, am I projecting? Am I predicting? No, I'm not. You guys know I've talked about it enough. Not that high on Graham Mertz. He's listed as an undrafted free agent by that same website, NFL Draft Buzz. But he'd have to share his reputation. He's got a long way to go. I'm talking about, you know, Jason Marshall having right now, you'd be being mocked as a second rounder. He doesn't have that far to go. Looking at Graham Mertz, and I'll get to other guys right here, starting at that undrafted free agent level. Look, there's no 2019 season Joe Burrow about to happen in Gainesville for Graham Mertz. But what would a good season? What would a good season mean for Grant Mertz? Is that, is that enough to get him drafted? That, but that's the extent of it. You know, you're not looking at a back-to-back years of first-round quarterbacks for Florida. There is no 2019 season about to happen, Joe Burrow style here. It's just not. It's not that type of offense. There's going to be a run-heavy offense. I mean, Grant Mertz can go out there and be an excellent quarterback. But given this system. That's, that, that's still not even in the cards. 
But let's go to some more, you know, guys that I know the fan base is going to be looking at. I'll be looking at along with you guys. I'll stay on the offensive side of the ball just because look, I doesn't I don't think it there's there's no sense in trying to go for right now, I don't think, in looking at maybe listing in order what are your chances. I think Jason Marshall, we start there because I think we can start at the top and him being your most likely. I do think there are guys we'll get into who have better chances than others. But I'll stick right here offense. Ricky Pearsall, Walter Football has him the 12th best wide receiver in college football. We'll see what that means. Um, was drafted, well, was invited to the NFL Combine this past year. So he's going to get drafted, but he, he's not that type of receiver to go in the first round. He's just not. He can go out there and have a great year. He's not going in the first round. If we look at some of the better players on this Gator roster, you're going to start listing, and you're going to probably in your top five is going to be Montreal Johnson. I mean, Ricky Pierce also being probably not top five as well. But Montreal Johnson, seventh round is what NFL mock draft database has for him. 203rd best player. Got him mock going to the seventh round. He's a running back. He's not going first round. And I like Montreal Johnson a lot. I think he might can even raise this seventh round projection right here to go a bit higher than that, but he doesn't play that coveted position. He's not a B. John Robinson from Texas. Q. Lee, yeah, I completely agree. With Pierce Saul out there, good slot, right receiver in the NFL, third round. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly about where I see it. Harrison Sanchez kind of going back, you know, thinking, yeah, can't think of one. That's terrible. It is. I mean, this is Florida. And look, as I say, we'll go through the list here. Jason Marshall, as I said, most likely, but I think there's a, a, a little, some other players out there. Now, Florida did bring in a transfer, a highly regarded transfer along the offensive line and one Micah Mazuka, now battling injury. NFL Draft Buzz has him going undrafted as of right here, a year away. Overall, 381st player, the 60th offensive guard. Now, we just saw what happened with Osiris Torrance, and Michael Mizuka is no Osiris Torrance. And he fell a little further than we thought. Still went in the second round, but there were some talks he could slide into the first round. But if Osiris Torrance is not going first round, Michael Mizuka is not going first round. Now, they have him completely undrafted, which I uh, may be a little too low on him. But we'll see. Now, fighting an injury, we'll see where that goes as well. But he's going to come out and need a – this is kind of the thought of him. He's going to come out here and need a good year. But I saw his name brought up on Gators Breakdown Plus earlier as, you know, maybe – but no, there's not even that thought about him. But no, if Osiris Torrance didn't go first round. I mean, there's not many offensive guards <laughs> that are going to go first round. Um, they did have this uh, on Mazuka in 21 as a freshman, saw action in 10 games, played a, hun- a total of 139 snaps for the Bears, uh, allowed just two quarterback hurries, one QB hit, no sacks while playing left guard. As a sophomore in 2022, played in 11 games and a total of 759 snaps, conceded eight quarterback hurries, Two quarterback hits, one sack while playing left guard. So there's what they uh, had from NFL draft buzz on Micah Mazuka. All right, let's keep it going. You know, and just some names. 
just some names. And Harrison just brought up who I was about to bring up. He says, of course, Austin Barber, as a redshirt sophomore, could have a stellar year and go in the first round. So next year will be his third year. So he could go to the NFL draft, playing that left guard spot. But is it going to be better than Richard Garage, who just went and tested the NFL draft waters and went undrafted as a left tackle for the Gators? I mean, he has that, uh, what, 6'6", six, six, off the top of my head, 6'6", six, 3'10", six, 3'11", range. I mean, he's got close to the size of an ideal NFL tackle. I think he can have a good year, but Richard Garage had an okay year. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Richard Garage was some stalwart, not, not commit, not, you know, can't miss prospect out there. I thought he'd get drafted, don't get me wrong. But if, you know, if I'm taking it to the level here and we're looking at first rounders, I mean, Austin Barber would have to go out there. Yeah, as Harrison said, he'd have to have a great, stellar year. I wouldn't pick it right now. And I saw Q bring up, going back to Q Lee here. And one I absolutely can really hop on board with, and that's one Princely Human Miellen. You know, Q Lee says is the only one that he can see here. And what's that move to edge rusher going to be like for him? Does that, I mean, I think he's got some potential. He's lost some weight, supposed to be more athletic, supposed to be able to drop in coverage. I mean, if he can do all those things, do them well, and be that versatile piece for this defense while still getting to the quarterback on a consistent basis, NFL teams are going to eat that up. If he can drop into coverage and make plays, if he can get around a tackle and get to the quarterback or a tackle for loss. He's going to garner a whole lot of interest. So what will this move to edge mean for him? And that's one reason I don't think we're going to see a lot of talk about him because of this position change. But yeah, he goes out there in this new position where he's going to be rushing the passer a bit more in this aggressive new style of defense as well. You could see Princely rise up the draft boards. Another player I think we should bring up in a transfer here is one Cam Jackson from Memphis. Versatile piece up front. Now, he'd have to go out there and have a year. I'm not – I mean, to be first round right there in the middle of a defensive line, you got to go out there and just dominate. I mean, you, you're going to have to fight the double teams, the triple teams, and still go out there and dominate. Yeah, we didn't see that from Jervon Dexter enough. Now, going back, and I do think you know some teams probably did their homework on Jervon Dexter – they went and saw how many snaps he had to play. They went and probably heard that he was playing with a back injury last year, limited, and he still went out there and gave it his all, playing 60 snaps a game. But for Cam Jackson, if there's a little more help around him, where he's not the sole focus of an offense that they have to block, he can show out there and make that jump from Memphis to Florida and have the same type of production then maybe we see a, a Cam Jackson transfer from Memphis and that versatile piece there. The athleticism. You may have the athleticism to have a pretty good NFL career. Do I see a meaning first rounder? Probably not. Probably not, but he's one I, I, I'd look out for with, with, with a great year. Would that kind of go to a first round? Probably not, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we're just this new look defense for Florida too this year. New regret. I mean, what would that mean for a lot of players? 
especially for a Princely, a Cam Jackson, Jason Marshall. So we'll see. You know, give you a few on offense. You know, I don't see many on the offensive side of the ball being able to sit here and say they can go in the first round. I think you have to look. It's probably going to be a defensive player for the Gators if you're looking for a first-rounder for the fifth year in a row for the Gators. Jason Marshall, Prince Lee, those be my those would be my top two. Those would be my top two. And look, I could be completely way off as well. <laughs> we'll see. Could be somebody I'm not even thinking of. I mean, Fred K. And, and he puts the disclaimer here: Wingo would be his long shot. It certainly would be a long shot. We haven't seen enough coming back from injury. Great leader, not a lot of production at this point to speak of. But Fred says it right here: a long shot. It, yeah, it would be. But, you know, you got to look at ideal first-round spots. Quarterback, Florida, not going to have it next year. Had it this year with Anthony Richardson, I don't think you're going to have it next year. Wide receiver, start about Ricky Pearsall, there's really nobody else. But I don't see him as a first-rounder. Defensive line, slash defensive front, talking about Prince Lee, Cam Jackson, okay, I can see it there. Offensive tackle, Austin Barber. You know, th- those are your first round ideal spots. So go look at the draft and look at, you know, we saw the run on quarterbacks. We saw the run at wide receiver. Looking at impact defensive linemen, offensive tackle more so than offensive guard. And if you look at those spots for the Gators next year, there's just not a lot that's going to jump off the page and scream first rounder a year away from the 2024 NFL draft. All right, let's go. Uh, Noville Beeman says, I think Tyreek Sapp, Justice Boone, I think the defense, um, Jordan Castell, DB is going to have a great year going to the national championship, win it all. All right, Noville, I, I, I hope, I hope. Um, yeah, Sapp, Boone, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I can see it being a defensive player for the Gators if you're getting your first rounder. It may be, it may be up front more so than anybody besides Jason Marshall up front for the skater defensive line. So, all right, there we go. Just to get some thoughts out there, you know, updating you guys on Transfer Portal a bit. I would expect this week to be pretty busy with all the announcements being made in this la- in these last two weeks. Now, I think we'll start seeing some movement, especially more so on Florida side now that they're finally bringing guys in for the Transfer Portal. Like I said, I don't really care for the strategy. Going back to earlier, the mistake, uh, Matthew Walker, did you mean 13 to 18 for six years consecutively? Matthew, I'm going to assume that's what they meant. Like I said, I, I took those notes from the notes Florida sent out. Um, I'm hoping that you know, I just had the date wrong. Uh, I was going 18 as well to be the end year, so it would be 13 through 18. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I have to go back and look. I have to fact check uh, Florida's notes that they sent out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, but good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, just updating you guys on the portal. I'll be here all week. Of course, if there's any updates, Will's out of town. So won't have, uh, the, the, the dual, um, host this week. Okay. Just break down. May have a special type of episode this week. Still trying to work out some things. 
Uh, be on the lookout on Twitter. I'll try and post it on YouTube as well uh, as a as a post. Um, trying to work on some things for a different kind of episode this week as well. So we'll see. Just be on the lookout for that. Some it, something like that's going to happen soon. I'm hoping this week. So we'll, we'll see where, where that goes. Um, and then one last thing here from Connor Johnson. Then I'll let it go. Sup, y'all? David Connor, a serious loss? Nah, no, not really. <laughs> so like I said, I expected even more offensive linemen uh, to hit the transfer portal for Florida. That's another thing about the transfer portal. I think if we're looking at right now, uh, not uh, as many names on the way out as I thought there would be. And uh, at the same time uh, for the Gators. So we're talking about transfer portal in, uh, in the news going along there. I did think there would be a little more news as far as transfer portal out. I gave you the guy, I gave you guys the names before and we didn't see it. So I think Florida's got four roster spots open right now. As the transfer portal closes these past two weeks, everybody's made their announcements right now. Transfer portal has closed. I believe if I remember it right, Florida's got four open spots. So we'll see what that means. In the next week, week or two, as I said, as I expect, uh, everybody who has announced recently or everybody who has announced in these last couple of weeks, if they haven't announced by now, this next week, two weeks, going to be pretty busy as far as the transfer portal goes and schools getting their guys. So, all right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.